yes, we're receiving more streaming. Yes, we're seeing more through our screens. But the need for people to have human connection never changes. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, podcast? Worship leaders, friends, pastors, and all of our faithful Worship Team Training University members, what is up? Brandon Dempsey here to give you another episode of our Worship Team Training Podcast. Thank you so much again for subscribing and also downloading this episode today. We ask that those of you who have not subscribed, please do so because we love to hear from you and we love to have you download all of our content. So thank you so much for that. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our great friends at Faith Life. Proclaim Church Presentations Made Easy. Make sure you go to proclaimonline.com to find out for more. Uh, our Worship Team Training University members, make sure you check out the calendar this week is wttu.co slash events. And also if you want to take a test drive and also sign up for a free membership, please do, do so by going to wttu.co. We give you more training for your worship team. And also sign up for our newsletters. You can find that at worshipteamtraining.com. Let's jump right into it. 3D worship in a 2D world. Do you remember this guy? If you are watching by video, you can see the graphic. If you're listening, I have a picture of from back from the 19, um, it sounds so old, 1980s, Max Headroom. You guys remember the glasses, the uh, animatronic kind of face with the neon lights and very retro looking. And you know, when I saw this graphic myself and just kind of, um, remembering what the 80s were i remember going through that time those of you who were there as well and uh you remember seeing this dude here given his um like pop culture type news um mtv used max headroom friday night videos used max headroom he was such a big um pop icon back in the day and uh, i would say like you know this was like when when this when Max Headroom was out, this was at the launching peak of all new pop culture and music. Uh, Michael Jackson, Bon Jovi, I mean, all these great artists that were out. And so Max, uh, Max Headroom for me reminds me of all those things. But going through that time, I remember thinking to myself, when I first saw Max Headroom, like, let me just ask you, what was your first thought? Either when you're first seeing this now, or maybe take a trip back when you first saw Max Headroom, what went off in your mind? So what was that like for you? For me, I thought to myself, well, how could this animatronic robot type guy with the head be entertaining at all? But I just found myself glued to the screen thinking, wow, this is the most coolest thing that I've seen. But yet in the back of your mind, you're kind of thinking, but is this the future? Is this really where TV is going? And so I attribute it attribute that to now and thinking about where worship is today. Uh, we're in this COVID uh, era, post-COVID era right now. And I'm thinking, you know, how are we going to jump from here to there? Like what's next? I mean, so I want to jump into that because I think that there is a lot of questions that we all have as far as where is worship going and what does this mean? And so here, here we go. Um, kind of backing up here for a second. When I think about Max Headroom and thinking about, okay, what is TV gonna look like? I had the same question today as far as worship. 
And I'm thinking to myself, when we see the screen, all of us right now are streaming, we're, we're all streaming services. And there is this thought about, yes, we're gonna gather back, we're, go we're all gonna be, hopefully one day, hopefully one day everything will be back to normal. But most of us are already aware that this is the new era. There's going to be uh, both streaming and live. And so I thought even further about that, and I'm thinking, you know, for the worship leader, what's that like for them and the worship team? We know the paradigm shift. We know where we're going, but what is it going to look like for us in terms of a logistic standpoint of leading, of what's what's the work going to look like, the coordination, the logistic efforts? And so let's pause that there. And let's go back in the Bible and see a man that also had to face change. And we have Moses. So here's something that's interesting about the way the Lord had called Moses. And so I'd like for you to think about how God is calling us today in this new era in reflection to how did, call, how did God call Moses to lead the people? So one thing I do want to point out about Moses is that you you may not know, of course, uh, Moses was a worship leader. Moses was born from the tribe of Levi. So it's very interesting how he came from that Davidic line of worship leaders, and yet Moses also had his own faults being a murderer, uh, being someone who ran away from King Pharaoh. He was a criminal, and yet God called him anyway. So back in the day, though, Moses, when God found him, he didn't have any neon lights around him. He didn't have you know, no streaming screen of worship, cameras. He had a burning bush. And the biblical scene at that time was just so simple. So how do we worship and how are we called by God now through a 2D screen? Meaning like as we're now watching streaming services, Many can think, yeah, well, that's not real worship, or that's not real leading, or that's not real connecting of people, that's not real ministry. Far from the truth. It looks different, no doubt. But there is much ministry, and in my opinion, I find that there's more ministry happening in streaming because you're able to reach more people all at one time than what you ever could. I talked about this in our past episode, last podcast. Uh, last week about the Goonies and then before that about getting the band back together. So you want to refer back to those two podcasts to pick up some of those details that I'm mentioning. As we move on, all the information right now comes through our screens. So everything. I mean, if you're watching CNN, Fox, uh, Instagram, you're getting your news, LinkedIn, whatever. It's all coming from a screen somewhere, phone or TV. And we're now what's interesting is that we're leading worship now through those same screens. So before we would see social media from one angle and worship leading was kind of like from another distance being live in person only. Now we're kind of in this weird context that everything is being brought to the screen. So think about that for a second. What kind of responsibilities do you think are now changing in leading worship on a screen? And what are some of the dynamic effects that are more emphasized being on screen? And then some of the things that we don't have to worry as much as what we do by leading live and in person. And in a lot of ways, they're, they're the same, but they're just different pressures, and I'm gonna jump into that. So 
here's the thing about God is that he's omnidirectional. He's he's <laughs> like a microphone. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. God is everywhere all at one time. Kind of like this, you know, omnidirectional mic, you know, in a, in a way. God is all hearing, all seeing, all encompassing, right? Um, but as we look at Exodus 3, 1 through 2, we read this about Moses. The, the Bible says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that, and though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. And Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. Interesting that this was Moses' screen in a, in, a, in a way. This was, um, this, like the screen, the bush was a medium that God used and used this to capture Moses' atten attention. And yet, you would think, you know, for me, I when I read the story, uh, not story, but this biblical passage, what occurred to me was God could have used anything. He could have used a, like when we read later through the, the journey um, of Exodus, God used a, fire by, a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. God could have used a pillar of fire right then and there, right? He could have used a taller tree. Uh, but why did he choose a bush? It's very characteristic that God uses the weaker things, right? Even like us to show his greatness. We're going to jump into that more. So experiences like what we're going through now in COVID, it is like a desert. There we are like Moses. We found ourselves at a standstill. Moses was running for his life and then he's got this long plateau of pause and like us, we have our plateau of pause. Everything just seemed to stop. Back, it was February, March, so forth. And when we come to this new environment, we're thinking, well, okay, what's next? The screen, the, you know, streaming services for some may have been a new thing. For the rest, it may be old hat. We've been doing it for a while now, but we're just now having to do it every week. But what's true is that as moses just like moses we were also found desolate just like being in this COVID experience nothing great to show yet god appears now to moses as by fire and you know then we see moses humble himself so where has god humbled you along this way in, in this journey i really believe that when we and and most of us understand too when when you look through history you are to learn what's taking place historically as it helps you move forward in the future so we learn from history what we learn about moses is that moses was called by god but yet moses attention just put yourself in that in that scene god calls you from a burning bush would that have stopped you would that have captured your attention or would your thoughts have been on other things going on just like us today, many things roll through our screens. There's a lot of noise out there, but what really captures your attention? But I think what 
what is it that, why does it capture your attention? Is it the true, authentic voice that you hear, the sincerity behind the message? That's what Moses found himself, he found himself in that intersection. And so, what's interesting here is that when God appears to Moses, now check this out. When he appeared to Abraham, God formed his covenant with Abraham, he used a lamp, a lit lamp. Moses, he uses a fiery bush. Now, in the New Testament, he uses, of course, the light of the world as Jesus. So you see this really cool progression of lamp, bush, and Jesus, and they all are related back to light. So the reason why I bring that up is because it, it took that moment for Moses, just like Abraham, and for us here in the New Testament to see Jesus, that God wants to bring us to a place where he desires for us to see more of himself and he uses the light to bring us near for moses moses saw more of god in the desert than he did in the courts of pharaoh now think about that for a second moses found and saw god more in the desert during this COVID era have you seen god more in your ministry, have you, even in the crux, okay, of not understanding, okay, what are we doing here? How are we going to get out? Are you witnessing more of God in this moment? What is the bush that God is catching on fire for you that he's wanting to speak to you? Because it's more than just him capturing your, your attention, but it's more about how God is speaking. And are you listening to what he's saying. So I think about that as we now, let's let's come back to the topic um, bridging here now, going back to leading worship in a 2D world. There is, the question is, video streaming, is it here to stay? Yes, and in fact, it's, there's gonna be a lot more of it. So for those of us, uh, those of you who may think, yeah, well, this is just a fad, this is a trend, it's gonna, it's gonna die down, it's not, okay? And so I, I think you need to brace yourselves and get ready for the new era coming because this is it. So what I found, though, is that, yes, we're receiving more streaming. Yes, we're seeing more through our screens. But the need for people to have human connection never changes. In fact, I think it grows even more so. So most churches today are putting high dollar, high dollar priority on streaming and on camera work. So the question is, will these two kinds of services, will they divide? Will they divide the church in some way? Maybe. You may have some churches that will just do nothing but streaming and filming, and other churches that may do like a quasi half and half. And then you have the traditional church of whatever music style it is, by the way, I don't mean just traditional music, but traditional ways of doing ministry may just be doing live in-person services. But it is interesting to, to see paradigms that are already happening, such as COVID. We have those that, you know, either believe in the virus as, uh, as threat and as damage, and uh, the other half of people regarding COVID don't believe it. Uh, we went through, a, and still going through right now, if you're watching the news, uh, today is June the 1st. So we're seeing the, the outpouring of um, the death and destruction um, of, of what's happened with uh, Floyd. And to 
wrap our brains around it, it it's, it's disheartening for me, but already I see a camp of those who don't think it's a big deal and those who do. And so it's just interesting how the ways of what the world is going through, we, you have these disparities. We're seeing the same thing in the church. Um, the question is, what is God, how is God speaking to you in these moments to really what's more important? Not about your preference, but really what's more important. So I, sorry if I'm getting a little bit of off, to, off topic here, but I find that in this experience of this post-corona era, and we're not even over it yet, but I call it post-corona because it already just happened. But there's been so much change in such a short amount of time, and that's why I bring these topics up. And now we apply that to worship leading, it's very much the same. How is worship going to look? And now we now I've talked about that with what does worship look like for, you know, as a whole church, but now what does it mean for the worship leaders? So Guys, what do you think about as you're as you're hearing this and as you're wrapping your brain around more streaming to come? What does that mean for you? So, does this mean that there's two kinds of job uh, jobs? Sorry, uh, one that's on camera, one that's off camera. I know there's a lot of worship leaders that I spoke with over the past two weeks that have said, "Yeah, this is my life now, doing both recorded and live." I know some worship leaders that are recording three services in one day on a Saturday for their production. And then on Sunday, they're having to do live another three services. So it's like, how much overkill is this going to be for the leader? And when that happens, how long of a lifespan are us worship leaders are we going to have? Are we just going to burn out that much more quicker, more quickly? Um, is it going to, are we going to be able to maybe, it, we may find ourselves an opportunity to delegate and empower more people to take on a lot of these other ministerial jobs. So I think that the opportunity is ripe for a lot of great things to happen, but there's also a lot of things that can occur that can be to our downfall. And I really believe that there's a balance to everything, but how are you Again, hearing the voice of God as he's speaking to you in this moment. So the, the other question is, how do we function? How do we function in this new time? And how are we leading our people? Because now you have the, okay, we've seen church now streaming live, worship leader having to do streaming live. What about the congregation member? Who do they connect with? Now they're seeing streaming, and the question is, well, how do they feel, how are they to be connected? Then you see the others that are going to live in-person services, and then it's easy to connect with the pastor who's there on campus. I see actually a rise right now that churches are hiring more online pastors to be pastors for social and pastors for answering emails and texts, which I think is a really, really cool thing. So those that are attending services on streaming, now they're able to connect virtually to a live person. So how awesome is that? But the, the question that I had too is, with all this happening though, are we setting the bar too high, even for worship leaders? Are we setting ourselves up for a failure yet to come that maybe we're not able to grab a hold of this monster as it grows and grows? So can we still be ourselves when we're in this new paradigm? 
Uh, think about Moses. Moses was still learning how to be himself. He was even telling God, look, this is not me. I can't do this. He was being himself before the Lord, but we see a major shift in Moses. So what has shocked Moses before and what had moved him to maybe a place of unknowing, Moses, we see this shift now where he believes in God and he is actually forced to change because if he's going to move with God, Moses has to change some things about himself in order to go with God. So like us, what are some things that God is bringing to you right now that God is forcing you to change to step into the future? Now, again, when we look at scripture, James 4, 8, God says, uh, James, I'm sorry, James the writer says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. It's interesting how when God used that fiery bush for Moses, he was drawing Moses near in the same way how God today still desires for us to draw near to him. And um, it's just a really neat picture. So omni- dimensional worship of God. What does that mean? In all kinds of areas, Moses was invited to draw near. We just just talked about that. But the divine calls are effectual when we obey. So you can still have God's call, but if you're not answering, it's not going to be as effective in your life. Again, that's what forced Moses to make a set of, you know, high changes in his life. God gave you right now disability to help draw others. So how are you doing that? Um, What is the grand fire or what is the humble light that God has given you? I kept asking this question to you throughout this whole podcast, but I feel like it's very, very critical that we take a deep look and a deep listen to what God is doing. Instead of us getting so carried away about services, how are we to function, but more, how are we to hear what God is saying and to move with Him and to make those changes happen? Hey friends, before we continue with the rest of our broadcast, I want to introduce to you a brand new thing that we have going on at WTTU.co. Introducing our free plan. Many of you want to get access, inside look to the site of our membership program for worship leaders and worship teams. Now you can with limited access downloads, articles, and videos each month. Head on over to WTTU.co slash best, that's B-E-S-T, to get your free membership today. And as a special thank you for trying us out, receive a free devotional download that I will personally email back to you. So head on over to wttu.co slash best. Now here's the conclusion to our podcast. So we can be like Max, right? Um, Remain in the 2D worship leader mode and not be connected to people. Or we lead in the omnidimensional worship of God. How do we do that? How do we lead in such a way where we are still connecting with folks, even if it is through our screens? So to recap everything, no matter what God is doing in your church right now, if you're doing streaming or live, the whole point is how are you making it a ministry to serve people? And through that, you still have the authenticity of God, of of Christ working in you. How are you letting his light 
burn brightly in you, even during this time of confusion, even during the time of politics, uh, the horrendous times that we're facing as a country, still we are ministers. And still, no matter what's taking place of, of, of hatred and of evil, God has still called you and I to speak love to one another. And whether that's by singing a song, if it's by praying, if it's by being with our community, if it's by helping others hand to hand, uh, well, I know during COVID we need to be careful of all that, but what I mean is that we still, God has given us a heart and that compassion should fire up brightly like that burning bush. And may the God who has lit that bush for Moses, he is the same God who lights your heart today for others to see. And so how is God using you in a way where your light is shining brightly to draw others, not to you, but to draw others to God? That's the whole point for today. So guys, thanks so much again. I, I hope that today this brought you to a place of encouragement, maybe some new questions. Hit me up, Brandon at worshipteentraining.com. And I love to uh, answer and to hear what's happening in your church and your ministry. And uh, we thank you guys so much for downloading this podcast and being with us today. Uh, check out WTTU.co and worshipteentraining.com. And also, if you would, please give us a five-star rating wherever that you find this stream. iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, elsewhere. And if you would leave a comment, let us know what's going on and uh, how you find these podcasts helpful. And most of all, please share, share this podcast with a friend. So guys, thanks for joining us today. Remember, you don't need to be perfect. Just allow the Lord Jesus to lead you both in life and in worship. Thanks. And we'll see you guys soon again. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.